This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. It's Friday, it's 11 o'clock, and it's time for the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show with your host, Armitage. Good evening all, a quick heads up as this week's show has been pre-recorded as hopefully I'm face down in a gutter somewhere close to home after pre-birthday shenanigans that would have included pizza and obviously alcohol with the squirrel and friend of the show and squirrel associate aren't right, pointing and laughing. Present, that I know is coming my way on Sunday as I ordered it, will be given to me by my daughter and is Adam Bomb's second instalment of his autobiography, Druggy Stardust and the Empress of Clubland 911 is Disconnected, Volume 2. I'm embarrassed to say that I haven't finished reading the first one. I did start it, but you know what it's like, I got distracted by another book and I haven't returned to it yet. Volume 2 does seem more up my street as the period featured is from, uh, I think, like 1986 to 2003, as this is where my and Adam's paths initially started to cross, specifically when he first played the Marquis in Water Street. Adam played there twice, and it just so happened I was backstage on both occasions. First time, the young lady I was with nicked Adam's cigarette lighter. It might have been a Zippo, but anyway, it was of an unusual and easily recognisable design. Obviously, I can't condone her actions. Anyway, the next time... Adam played the marquee. Just before he went on stage, he asked of us who had a light. Of course, I was with the same young lady who offered up his stolen lighter. Adam did a double take, cupped his hands around hers and the already lit lighter, moved the tip of the flame to his cigarette. I'd like to be able to say at this point, Adam then, in one smooth action that Penn and Teller would have been proud of, regained his property, but he didn't. He just scowled at my soon-to-be former girlfriend, small G, before walking off. I did tell her that you can take something for kleptomania. Yeah, let that one sink in. Anyway, last weekend I asked Adam if he remembered the incident and uh, what song of his I should play as an accompaniment. Sadly, he doesn't recall the event and the track he chose was this one, which originally could be found on the Get Animal 2 album and subsequently the Adam Bomb Limited Tour CD 2004. This is... Pissed.
Here's a true fun fact for you. If you drop Pissed from the 2004 Tour CD into Switch Sound File Converter, it will tell you that the song is in actual fact Toccata in D Major by Johann Sebastian Bach. Sticking with Michael Monroe, interconnectedness as Adam Bomb in his Pink Gibson guys played with Michael just before the rebirth of Hanoi Rocks. And next Friday, I shall be seeing the Michael Monroe band up at the Diamond Tufnell Park at the start of my four-day weekend. That's on Saturday and Sunday. It's Croydon Rocks that features, amongst others, Last Great Dreamers, Randy Savages, The Main Grains and Warriors Soul with Electric Boys on Monday. Anyway... Steve Conte, guitarist with the aforementioned Mr. Monroe and formerly of the New York Dolls, has just released a brand spanking new solo single, Gimme Gimme Rockaway, backed with a cover of Janis Joplin's Mercedes Benz through Wicked Cool Records. Joining Steve are Glenn Burke, Andy Rourke and Jesse Manning. If you need me to tell you who those guys are, you've obviously just stumbled upon tonight's show by mistake. If you have, welcome, listen and enjoy. Tough is life, back on the beach again, just a sunny day. Got no tan, rocking my leather man, New York to LA. Surf is up, we're pounding the pavement tonight, we're gonna play. Ooh, gimme, gimme, rock away. Let up 
One of the benefits of doing a pre-recorded show is hopefully a lack of mistakes. Because if I cock up, I could just redo the segment again, if I realise. Last week's tally, there was only one. Faith No More's debut album wasn't self-told, but was, as I knew, as I own it, called We Care A Lot. It seems that the biters are destined not to be played at the correct speed on this show. Off the top of my head, I can't remember which episode it was, but I was informed by Tom of the Phobics that the song from their Electric Bug album that I aired, uh, I played at half speed. Now, John Dist, who I played on last week's show, has been playing my shows in reverse order and emailed me to say that was I aware of a pitched-up, fast effect on the bias track, Vulture City, that's on episode 554. Was I playing vinyl? As Took sounded a bit chip monkey. I was in actual fact playing an MP3. And the track according to my Microsoft Groove music player that I aired. And is in my iTunes backup folder. They both last 3 minutes and 14 seconds. The same length as the song Earache Records put up on YouTube. So I had listened to the show again. And John is right. Alvin and the Chipmunks play the biters. God knows what the answer is. The most worrying thing is that only John noticed.
I'm sure if we look back through musical history, musicians have probably been dying at the same rate as they are now, irrespective of any perceived lifestyle choices. I think it's just for us, the ones we grew up are now the ones dying off, so it suddenly seems more real or too close to home, sans Malcolm Young and David Cassidy. In one of the emails that John Disson and I traded in over the last week, he mentioned that this year the LA rock and roll community lost a gifted guitarist, singer, songwriter named Michael Cassidy, but back in the 90s they both were roommates. Uh, Michael was someone who I hadn't heard of, even if four of his albums are readily available on CD Baby. Musicians in part, I think, want need to be remembered. Remember seeing such and such a, they were awesome. Ah, oh, I saw them back in the marquee, awful. They were booed on. Good or bad? Well, that's irrelevant. When he died, Michael had an album already recorded, so a mutual friend of John and Michael's, a guy called Michael Wallace, posthumously mastered the songs that had already been mixed and handed them out to uh, Cassidy's friends and family at his memorial service. John sent me the CD saying that I might find it interesting as part of Michael's charm was that he lived a bit in the past. Listening to the album, Don't Ask Why, on my way to work Monday, the past Michael lived in was the late 80s. I could easily have seen this being commercially released on the uh, Rock Candy label, with videos being shown on MTV when people actually used to watch MTV. The track I'm going to play is the one John said was a fun one, and it is. This is Michael Cassidy and Man on Machine from the don't ask why album. Tell me when the bullshit ends.
What are you anyway? enough time on last week's show to let you know how I got on seeing the Von Herzen brothers up at the garage on the 16th, given that their new album, War Is Over, was the wrong side of prog for my punked up, rocked out is Live, on the other hand, the tracks from the new album that were played took on a whole new, more aggressive approach, which was right up my street. A live album from this tour must surely be on the cards. At the gig, I bumped into Yarko Jorkleon, more commonly known, and the much easier pronounced name of Jay Burnside, drummer with the Flaming Sideburns, who now, it turns out, lives in London. I asked him a couple of days later if we could expect a new Sideburns album anytime soon. Maybe, was his response. It's a bit complicated now, he continued, with me being here and the band on hiatus. We did some half-hearted demos a few years back, but not much came out of it, one of which he sent me. The track in question was called Sacred Devotion, which is recorded in 2014, and unfortunately for you, isn't for public consumption. However, Loose My Soul, from the band's debut album, Hallelujah Rock and Roller, most certainly is. La pierde, recupera Suxi, se la pasa a Revenger, Revenger apunta,
Whilst browsing social media Tuesday lunchtime, as you do, I spotted a post from the Kings of Rock, Glucifer, that they are reforming to play the Anscan Rock Festival in Spain in June of next year. The company picture seemed to show only Biff, Radio, Poon and Danny. No Stu Max. All right, Stu wasn't an original member, but then neither were Danny or Aldo. Last time I spoke to Stu, back in 2011, he was well up for a Glucifer reformation. I guess the basis will be revealed in the fullness of time. From Automatic Thrill, this is A Call From The Other Side. Come on and get it while it's here, cause it's running out and you're in a rush. Don't want was Glucifer's bassist. <laughs> Love to see a flaming sideburns, Glucifer and helicopters too. Mm. Do it your own way But in the end it's just a 
course, that was the Helicopters with their most ACDC sounding single, It's a Not a Long Way Down. Talking of the Helicopters, the good, the bad and the ugly have been described as truly the bastard child of the 90s Scandinavian rock scene, carrying the torch of the Helicopters, Turbo Negro and Anal Babies. And reminds us of a time when punk rock was just a promise of infantilism. And pure vicious fun. Well, GBZ have a new album coming out on the 26th of January through Frisk format called Miss Anthropical House. The first single to be lifted from it is Vic Back Meg Satan. And in line with the overall theme of the album, the track deals with the bodily decay of an aging punk rocker and can be definitely be labelled as Thinking Man's Punk.
fem milliam king kokain hydroklorid så har du sherry brakt there are not many downsides to what I do and to be honest there's only the one as you can surmise get sent a fair amount of emails atoning to the virtues of certain bands. 99 times out of 100, the emailer has done their homework and knows what type of music floats my boat. However, it's the 1% that make me feel bad because, relatively, there's nothing wrong with the band song per se. It's just they, it just don't move me. If it's from a tried and trusted PR company, I'll ignore it and delete it. You know, nothing personal. But if it's from a band member themselves... I feel it's only good manners to reply, even if it's a thanks but no thanks. So when I received an email that began, Hi Armitage, we are a rock classic opera ambient pop dance world group, I feared the worst. However, as is my one, I had a listen, fully expected to be replying with a thanks but not really my cup of tea. You can probably gather... This wasn't the outcome. The emailer was Don Stagg from the band Dream Aria. I followed the Reverb Nation link to their band page, deliberately avoiding the first song, as it's to do with Christmas. And as we're still in November, I ignored it. Ditto Cheap Trick. New album. Why release a Christmas album in October? Anyway, song number two was called Black Mirror. So I decided to give it a spin. Now... As a bit of a background info on Dream Aria, apart from the all-encompassing rock, classical, opera, ambient, pop, prog, dance, world group tag, the band hail from Toronto and are fronted by Anne Burston. And like alarm bell ringing bands such as Yes, ELP, Peter Gabriel, Beethoven, Debussy and Deep Purple, all right, Purple and Beethoven are acceptable to me. Nevertheless, Black Mirror... As it began, had me thinking of ghosts, Mama Upras the first, anyone, before moving into the realms of classic sparks, and has been going through my head non-stop since. To be honest, not all the tracks on on the other side album do it for me, but uninvited guests and the aforementioned Black Mirror most certainly do. <laughs>
excited in getting was from Sandy Hazard from the Bag Republic informing me that he and Chris Damien Dole from the Suicide Bombers had formed from the west coast of Canada to the not so frozen heart of Norway the transatlantic meltdown of Dole Hazard. It's only been what six seven months since the Bag Republic and Suicide Bombers released Downtime Eastside and uh, Suicide Idols respectively however the duo have found time to record a 10-track album called Transatlantic Meltdown, with Dole handling guitars and bass, with Hazard taking on drum duties, with the pair splitting the vocals between them. The CD will be available on Train Records, with uh, both guys being influenced by the likes of Hanoi and uh, the Sex Pistols. You know the album's going to deliver. Attached to Sandy's email were two tracks from the album. The songs in question are Fire and Gasoline, and this one... Cats got your tongue. Come <laughs> 
As I've said, it's my birthday on Sunday, and it's been traditional that one of my favourite bands should play on it. The Damned have, you know, twice, Bernie Tormey, Back Your Babies, Choir Boys, and this year it's the turn of the UK subs. Playing and going are two completely different things, as unfortunately, the gig I had arranged for my birthday was originally seeing Sulu tonight, tonight being the 24th of November, future and non-rock radio UK listeners up at the Hope and Anchor, which sadly was cancelled. Fear and Loathing's Andy P and Tom from the Phobics indicated that the Coyote men were playing at the Lexington instead, but as you know, I'm drunk in Beckenham. Anyway, the UK subs have just released two, yes, two, double A-sided singles. Four songs, that's half an album, that is. These recordings are the first to feature new guitarist Stephen Strong, and though I have to say he's brought back some of that classic Nicky Garrett UK sub sound. The tracks in question are The Beast, Dark Matter, Predator and Master of the Stall. So, over the next of the next four weeks, I shall be treating you to one track a week. Starting with this one, this is The Beast.
straight after the UK subs. You heard Audrey Horn and This Is War. The first single to be taken from their up and coming Napalm record release of Blackout, which is due to be uh, come out on the 12th of January. On episode 577, I started to show off with a bit of an Adam West offshoot fest, playing Adam West themselves, Barocco, Channel 43, and then finally, Jake Starr and the Delicious Fullness. In a case of extreme bad timing, the following day, word reached me that Barocco were all set to release a brand new album called Riffography on the 8th of December, with a strictly limited 7-inch of Border Crossing, taken from the UM, coupled with a cover of the Scorpion's Animal Magnetism, coming out on H42 Records of Germany. Please check out the band's Bandcamp site for links and pre-orders. Until next week, where I'll be trying to rush back from seeing Michael Monroe and the role models up at Dome in Tufnell Park. Anybody want two free tickets to see the Royal Republic at Camden Palace? I'm being serious here. Take it easy, and I'll leave you with Barocco and Border Crossing. Oh, yeah.